What's going on, everybody? You got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. And the cartel is here. Guess what? This is where you say what. <laughs> what? I didn't screw up the name today. That's true. You I seem think, to be uh, on top of that. That's I think pretty it's pretty good. significant, man. Pretty good. Now there is something missing, uh, namely your mustache. It is, in uh, fact, gone. We are going to see how that uh, affects uh, ratings. Uh, yeah, maybe just on YouTube, but uh, at least the people listening on Spotify can't see shit. It's not like it looks bad, though, you know? But I don't uh, know, man. That, that kind of mustache, I think, can actually be not just seen, but heard and felt. So I think... I think you're, 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 you're wrong. I think uh, Spotify users will actually be like, there's something off right now. What if I tell you the reason why I shaved it? Let's, let's do it. Go for it. Well, uh, you wouldn't be surprised how undervalued a white t-shirt is when you have a mustache. And let me explain this to you. Oh, yeah. So I'm an avid coffee drinker. Um, just, just remember who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> having a, a, a voluptuous mustache and drinking coffee, Juicy. Uh, it resulted in several of my white or light apparel being minorly stained through yep. coffee drips because I was very unfamiliar with the concept of patting my mustache. I got to tell you, the cartel is drippy in general, but uh, extra drippy when he's walking around after having a big meal. This morning, the OJ was flowing. And you see, OJ I just... flowing off the face flow. I couldn't do it. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. You're going to be a cleaner, tighter guy. So, you know, that's, that's good. That's a good thing. And, and listen, last thing you want is anything dripping on your cards when you're cracking some wax. Or organizing, a, you know, nothing ruins a PSA submission quicker than the drip, right? So, like the drip, dude. You so want to talk about cracking? Me. You want to so, talk about cracking some wax, man? Let's talk sure. about crack, cracking some wax. What uh, you you were just briefly mentioning to me? Some absolutely bonker situation that happened in a break, and I need everyone to hear what it was because when I heard, I was lord well the funny thing is that this this actually happened to me in one of the first breaks i hopped onto on instagram and you you find out very quickly a couple things when when you enter the fray uh you find out there's a lot of young people involved and when i say young i mean they are children yeah um and that's the funny thing i've mentioned this before on the cardboard coaches baseball cards the baseball card hobby i mean it started as a hobby for kids kids were buying those packs of 52 tops back in the day okay so this was meant to be child's play it is no longer the case but obviously kids gravitate towards this they love sports they love the uh four corners and and and, and the square edges of of a of a baseball card and they always will. And I hope there's always space for them in the hobby because these days it's, it seems like there's less and less. But a lot of these people offering breaks, a lot of these people selling expensive cards are extremely young kids. I think a friend of mine recently told me about how he had linked up with someone from Craigslist. It turned out it was this really young kid. He ended up talking to the kid's father when it came time to do the deal. 
And this kid's dad is like, oh yeah, you know, my son uh, is well known for selling several, you know, five, six digit cards. I mean, look, this is the, this is the reality right now, but we're dealing with young kids and we are also dealing with uh, incredibly unsavory people. We are right. Any, anywhere there's money, uh, there are going to be fraudsters sniffing around. So I was involved in a break where the kid essentially was pulling cards off screen. So just imagine that you have paid to be involved in a scenario where an expensive product is being broken and you either are assigned a team or a player, whatever it may be, depending on the product, and you can't even see what's going on on camera. Do you see the inherent problem there? Yeah. Probably you do. Yeah. I think anyone with, with a brain would realize, yeah. I need to see what's being done in the case of blind box or blind pack opening, which is essentially what this hobby is. And uh, I, I feel like it was only a matter of time. I can't believe it's only just now happening where we found a scenario. And again, it's not our place necessarily to be putting on, uh, anyone on blast on our podcast, but uh, simply searching some of the larger and in my opinion, more uh, important uh, accounts in the hobby. Uh, obviously, we've talked about Lameem James. Uh, there's also a uh, quaintly named card porn account um, that basically dedicates itself to the concept of being a spectator in the hobby, particularly when it comes to breaks. And what we had was a gentleman opening up, I think it was a football product. Uh, this guy was a, a uh, I'm assuming, a, you know, all these breakers, are these breakers actually a company? Are they a registered business? No idea. Yeah. Perhaps this is an uncomfortable conversation for some people, but the reality is there are some that are more professional than others. They're actually set up as a business, have a business model and a business plan and do this sort of thing. So I, my suspicion is this, that was the case with this gentleman. And uh, he was uh, revealing cards off screen. So I'm, I'm opening a pack here or I'm opening a pack over here, but what the hell am I doing over there? Really? By the way, what am I doing down here right now? No. What am I doing? Huh? Man, listen, man, whatever you're doing is, down there, as long listen, as it doesn't involve my cards, I'm good. That's what I'm saying, right? Although still still disturbing though, right? We, I mean, are we wearing pants? Are we not wearing pants? But the reality is uh, we don't know what he's doing and he's revealing the cards as he goes. And at one point, there's a delay. He returns to the screen with a not so expensive card, his hands shaking. Something has happened. Um, so essentially what this person is doing is making sure that their interests are looked after. They're not going to lose any money on the deal. They're only going to make money. And believe me, these breakers are making a lot of money. These, these pull yeah. boys, these wax jacks, they're making big money, man. And uh, the people paying into it are essentially gambling. So yeah, this guy got called out in a major way. Uh, I think that it's best that we leave it uh, in, in a situation where you can go discover that for yourself. Like I said, just follow some of the more some of the larger accounts, there's this giant, I think it's Australian. Please don't be mad at me if it's New Zealand. I, I feel so terrible. Yeah. Uh, cherry collectibles. Uh, follow these accounts, Card Porn, Lameem James, and you're going to hear about all the pertinent news uh, of the day. And uh, anyways, it, it's just, it's a big warning. Uh, the P. Ryan collection, this guy's amazing, man. Uh, this guy is a phenomenon on, on the scene. Uh, he's not only uh, uh, an amazing collector, and an amazing voice in the hobby, a voice of reason, which are very valuable. Uh, he's also a protector. Uh, he's out there to protect people. I, I spoke to him a lot, actually, in the last little bit. And um, he, he brought up a point that I've made up. I, I, I often shoot out those really quick stories that come and go, offering the cartels advice and wisdom. Uh, 
and, and then I often see it echoed throughout the weeks. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just not a fan of the Twitter format. Gandalf. But, yeah. What's that? Yeah, so you're like Gandalf. Exactly. I'm like the Gandalf, but I'm, I'm refusing to use new technology. And I know that these Twitter, these, these cliche Twitter posts, people love them. They you love got them. The, you got the com- but uh, I just prefer to, I prefer to communicate in different ways and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. So P Ryan collection, put it out there. Listen, there, there is a lot of bad stuff going on right now with these breaks, the way they're being advertised. What bugged me uh, is I keep seeing these new companies popping up. They, they get, they get the sponsorship on Instagram. They pay the extra bucks to, to get their breaks and their company out there. And they're saying, Hey, want to invest in sports cards, join our breaks. So, you know, Brendan, if you want to buy Bitcoin or Tesla, would it make sense to you that you're going to join a Raz for a share? Sounds pretty good, dude. Are you going to join like a mystery hunt? Like, well, pay me $20, Brendan, and I'll, 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 and I'll send you the chance. three websites. There's a chance you get. And, you and at the end of the night, you might have a share of Tesla. No. See, if you want to invest, invest. You take a sum of money, you put it into the market via cards, maybe sealed product. I'm certainly a fan of that. And you let it sit or you sell it. That, that's called investing. What's not called is investing is what is essentially gambling, right? Let, let's be honest here. Have you ever joined a break where you ended up with zero cards? Uh, you know, well, I mean, like pretty close to it, right? I you have literally, I've had zero cards. Like I've, and you I've have participated that. In, yeah. in a Sapphire break where Ouch. it was like $75 US and you get a team. And because there's only 32 cards in the box, you're not guaranteed every team. So I actually left the break with zero cards. I had nothing to show for it. And that is the definition of gambling. You know, when you end up with nothing in return, that is gambling. You know, there's a chance you win and that chance is great, but you ended up with nothing. Right. And enjoy explaining that to the girlfriend slash wife slash accountant slash financial advisor slash mother slash father slash God in your room when you're alone on your knees praying. Anyway, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that kind of product can happen. Um, but, you know, like you'll hit some some inserts and then you have that awkward conversation with a guy DMs you and he's like, um, do you want me to? And you just cut him off because, you know, where he's going. You're like, Don't worry about it. You don't have to post it. All right. Don't worry about it. But yeah, um, look, my history with breaks has been absolutely terrible. Um, you have to accept it for what it is. I'm purchasing an experience. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. with When I'm breaking with a guy like our former guest, Electric Cards, I'm spending time with him and I'm spending time with a group of people and I'm having fun. Look, it's a bonus if I hit. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not spending like $100 or thousands of dollars on the break. Um, and at the same time, you see a lot of people successful, they get big hits. You feel, you, you know, your idea is to feel good for them, not to sit and moan. You get, you get a rush, you get a rush watching, you know, absolutely. Like, oh, it's its shit. own, it is its own experience. We have talked about how breaks do have a relevance and an importance because yeah, it is sure. difficult to find product these days. And especially if you're truly a collector and you want to be accumulating cards, it's just harder and harder to do that. Yeah. Otherwise you got to wait for eBay. You got to wait for the post when you're trading with people on Instagram. So there's, there's a space for it, but um, look uh, the, the hobby, it, depending on how you treat it, there's some pure collectors out there. God bless them. They're great. And by the way, I love giving them deals. 
I'm the easiest to deal with. If you're a pure collector and I see what's going on, obviously I'm going to be in a different state of mind when I'm dealing with you versus a flipper versus, yeah. you know, a, a heavy hitter uh, in, in the investment category. But generally speaking, I think you and I obviously represent the average collector slash investor slash uh, connoisseur. We're, we're, we're into so many elements. And when you're into all the elements, it's kind of like playing poker, is it not, Brendan? It's, it's got those elements. Yeah. Right. Like there, there is an element of luck when you are grading. There's an and by the and I will cop to that 100. I I'm the guy who's so picky and prides himself on a high gem rate. But there's an element of luck. There's an element of luck when you open a pack. There's an element of luck in a break. There's an element of luck when you're making a trade with someone because you might not even get what you're trading for, yeah. as some people discover. But like poker, there's the underlying base and skill and knowledge and experience. And so, uh, and, and I'm going to try to make that like a tweet because I feel like that's one of those cliche tweets that will make me a superstar. I feel like, I mean, I don't right? And then the next thing you know, I'm going to invest in some new equipment. I'm going to have a, a, a logo that involves the word uh, uh, slab or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, it's a lot like poker. You're going to do really well if you have that underlying base. And if the luck comes to you, even better. But if you're just relying on luck, you haven't created that base. You're just hopping in, just opening packs and, 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 and entering breaks. Listen, if you've got the money, congratulations. If you don't, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable and financially irresponsible situation. So poker, much like the hobby, you've got to have that base before you can even think of enjoying the, the fruits of having luck in the hobby, right? So, I was pretty good at poker. I, I, think, I, I, I say was because I, uh, I recently retired. <laughs> oh boy. Well, there you go. Well, much like poker uh, can get to the point where you may have to sit down and wonder if you have to retire. Uh, look, there's, there's an addictive element Whoa. to so much of what we do. Uh, it's, it's very true. The cliche, give someone a pack have them open it. And if they get that hit on day one, they are likely hooked for life, which is kind of terrifying, but also exciting. But yeah, they're, I've seen it. They are hooked for life with when they, I know for me, whenever my interest waned, a uh, perfect example would be, be between the uh, years of 2010 and 2015, not much going on uh, um, in, in the general scene. The market wasn't by any means on fire. I missed out on collecting Mike Trout, yeah. uh, you know, that sort of thing. But between those years, um, there, there, there wasn't much to, to, to get you back into it. Then, you know, 2015 rolls along. I pull a Connor McDavid. That's it. You're in. And um, that, that's, that's one of the, the realities is that there's an addictiveness. Brother. And that does play on parts of our brain, right? So. Is it true that you pulled a one of one, man? I got I to gotta, I gotta ask. Not the one you want to know about the famous story of the high gloss. That's not that's not my favorite subject on the face of the planet. I did once own a Connor McDavid high gloss. I pulled it out of a pack. Pulled it out of the pack roughly the second or third day of the Toronto Expo. So I think like that's right around when it when the product released, and uh, I sold it for a large sum at the time. You're a hero Nobody. though, just for pulling that. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, oh, straight. dude, I, I I danced up and down the, the store. Bro, you uh, that made must quite have a scene. Been the feeling of a lifetime. Quite a scene. Um, that said, I did. I, I moved it fairly quickly. Um, I wasn't on the level of collecting and uh, and being into the hobbies I was right now. Had had a, a very demanding job at the time and was very busy. 
Um, so the justification of my mind was I'd, I'd spent a lot breaking wax at that point. And I had my eye on some other stuff. And by the way, I walked away with it from with a lot of other Connor product. I kind of reinvested in him and, and a lot of other stuff and vacations, et cetera, so on and so forth. So um, can't look back. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, by the way, we can get Not- into, right? I'm not even saying we should look back, dude. I'm just saying that like, that is a wonderful, and I'm not saying that everyone's going to do that, but like, that's a prime example of like something that like, I mean, that could very well have changed your life. Like, I mean, like it, it yeah. added value to your life. Right. And I'm sure that oh, at the time, absolutely in your head when you're ripping, right. Like, I'm like, and that's kind of the aspect that some people are chasing, but like, let's keep in mind that like, you know, this is like, it's a, it's a once, I mean, now, you know, a person who has, has ripped one hell of a card, but like, they're so few and far between, like, it's a story now, you know what I mean? You have to keep it in perspective when you look at those odds. That's exactly and, it. Um, and, 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 and that's why, you know, like I, I've had very cynical people tell me, you know, you're opening packs, you might as well be getting a scratch card. You might as well be playing the lottery. I, I get it. It's, it's, it, it, it is, it's very much on that level what people will argue is at the very least you're coming away with some stuff at the end of the day you you like sports the concept of pcs uh a lot of cards that go on our pcs a lot of collectors would not sniff at you know a second time yeah and that's fine right because that's for you to display for you to enjoy and that's an aspect of the hobby that does sort of create that little bit of separation from gambling and outright rolling the dice it all comes down to like the love of the hobby. Right. And that's like, what brings us all together, man. Like that's ultimately. And it's ultimately deciding what you want to do for newbies. Uh, That's not the way to break into things. Yeah. The way to break into things is to meet people. Uh, I've said this before, your best bet as a first step is do nothing. Read, um, meet people, buy the occasional pack for sure. Don't, don't, don't find yourself dropping $1,500 for a box, but you know, buy the occasional pack, buy the occasional card on eBay, learn about things, get, get, get yourself, a, get yourself one of these antiquated things, a, a Beckett, um, flip through it. So much knowledge in it. Yeah. By the way, uh, by the way, uh, Brendan, I just called you Beckett. Hey, do you want to be Beckett, Brendan? You uh, could sign some sort of a sponsorship deal with them. That would be, uh, because we all know Beckett's so so popular right now. They got to deal with their own shit with those slabs. First. Maybe you can be you can be the change. Um, April 2016, Brendan. I just want you to know what the hot list was here in April 2016. We're just doing. Oh, you have one from five years ago. Let's April fire that up. Let's do that. Yeah. What do you got? Jack for? Eichel on the cover. The number one card in the hobby, according to Beckett at the time, is the Connor McDavid canvas Young Guns rookie card. Number two is the base Jack Eichel. Number three is the SP game used out of 97. My God, what is that card going for right now of McDavid? Imagine. You know, what's funny. The base McDavid doesn't come in until number eight. And above him is Braden Holtby's young gun. Really? John Scott's cup rookie card. Wasn't John Scott causing a sensation at the time because of the all-star game? He was in the all-star game. He was in the all-star game, yeah. So got, so look at listen to this, guys. Even back in 2016, we saw day-to-day hype. hype. Yeah. Uh, the Patrick Kane Young Guns rookie was riding hot at number five. And at number four, I'm not going to ask you to guess because you we would be here for five hours and you wouldn't guess. Shane Gostas Bahar, upper Dude, deck Young Guns I rookie card. Love Trending that. at 18 to $30. I love that guy. You know that? 
Hey, listen, I have no problem with him, but it's pretty stunning to see him mixed in there with Eichel and McDavid and Patrick Kane. Yo, speaking of loving someone and loving someone's cards, you know who just jumped in the lobby? Our boy. A Mr. Donnie B. Collectibles. The man, Donnie B. Collectibles. The man, the myth. You know, I thought I almost fucked up that name. I was convinced, but uh, I'm glad I didn't. Donnie D? I don't know. Um, I just didn't know if the last part was collectibles, you know? Yeah, it could be Donnie. It could be cards. It could yeah, be yeah, yeah. surplus. Donnie B, don't you cartel. dare mute yourself, man. What's going on? Let's work out the technical difficulties. <laughs> I was like, don't you dare mute yourself. Do you hear me? I sure do. I wish do I could see, see do your you see me? I haven't seen you yet. Oh, shit. Let's change that. We're halfway there. Can you hear me? <laughs> Can you hear me? Donnie, we'd like to see you. Aton, what are you trying to do? I'm trying. Now, while we're working on this, allow me to narrate as if this was National Geographic. Donnie B. Collectibles <laughs> is a sensation on Instagram. And one of the first gentlemen I had the uh, absolute privilege of getting to know. Uh, I would be nothing. The cartel would be nothing without Donnie B collectibles and his helping guiding hand. And uh, there he is. There's the man. What's going on? How are you, Donovan? My man. So I'm just, I'm I'm good, man. Hold on. Hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumping your tires while you figure it out. And uh, so Donnie B uh, is a man of, uh, of, uh, is a multi-tool player in the Instagram game and right now resides at the height of a movement in cardboard artistry that I am fascinated with, that I've been partaking in myself. So Donnie's going to uh, tell us a little bit about that today. We're going to get to know him. Donnie, how's it going, man? Thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, fellas, pleasure to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. And I look forward to sharing a bit of my story. And I'm going to try to use a card stand to hold my. That's what it all boils down to, man. I've got, I think I've got like a uh, a makeshift card stand going on here. It's well, we all know I'm very high tech. You know, the card bringing the high tech uh, uh, design and uh, content. Yeah, you got to like sloop down, you know, you're like, okay. Slooping down, you know? hey, ass. we're ready. I want to take a second. Uh, I want to take a second to let everybody know uh, throughout the past two years, I have amassed uh, a pretty decent following, a few thousand at least. And um, and I want, I want all of them to know that they are appreciated. I love it. This, this nice. Man. And that just, 100%. Speaks, that just speaks volumes to who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you uh, for the people um you know i know i reached out to you a couple months ago just for a leaf hat and you you were so just so extensive with like your response and like dude like let me know like what size like we'll, we'll make it work like it was like is it the money like it was like it was a genuine conversation and it was like wanting to get me what i wanted no matter what and i really 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 appreciate that man beyond anything so I want to shout out uh, you for that because you're just a, you're just a good guy, man. You're just a good guy. I appreciate Don, it. Tell us, tell us about tell us about yeah, your account. 
tell, tell us about how it all started, man, because you were well ingrained by the time I popped in, like a lot of people last year joined in. I'm sure you saw it, right? You saw this big influx. So give us a little bit of background on what was going on at that time and what you were up to. Yeah, man. Um, I can honestly say uh, I saw it from fucking square one and uh, helped get it to square two. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, many people credit me for starting it. Uh, and I'll be the first to, to let people know um, I am not. I am not that. Um, I am, however, you know, probably top five, you know, first five. And um, a big thing that I bring to the table uh is I mean a lot of these talent real talented card artists and and like I said you know I, I probably knew of about four or five before I started making my own pieces and I didn't I didn't really think it was like um, a realistic thing that I could do because um, at the time I mean uh, a good friend of mine card killer um, he I mean he was he was the first that I had ever seen do it and. Um, you know, when you when you see pieces like this, so the, it doesn't strike you right out right away that like, yo, that's something that I can do. Yeah. Um, even to this day, that's something that I cannot do. Like that motherfucker. The, the, uh, and I'll go on record to say this is uh, Card Killer's very first uh, piece that he ever made. His very the first rookie card. card. This is his. This is legitimately his rookie what? card. That's a great. But, yeah. And right, it looks, so, I mean, it looks like stained glass. It looks yeah. like it's, it's almost religious, man. And that's the yeah, appeal. Like I love them because they look like mosaic-y, you know, like they just look so sick. It looks like yeah. old school cathedral, you know what I mean? Like it's got that vibe. And so this is, the, dude, like I said, this is his fucking rookie card. So this is before he was even using resin, uh, you know, epoxy to like really like cover his shit to make it look real fresh. Um, this was a piece that he gifted me when I hit 5,000 followers. Nice. <laughs> Middle fingers up. Nice. And uh, so that being said, man, I, I started following him at about, I want to say I was his 17th follower. Uh, me and him started uh, our Instagram journey the, the very same week of January of two years ago so like we just just hit our our two two year anniversary type of thing and um man when he started his page he um he was not making cool ass fucking cards <laughs> like this um i mean i mean uh, if you guys have done any digging on his page he was making like snuff films of cards like he was you know he <laughs> really he was taking ice refractors and just chopping them and like having blood spew or really you know? i had no idea bro he uh, and so um not to give too much of his story away but yeah, yeah. he spent years chopping up refractors to to use for fucking regular art it wasn't until he made this that he decided to put the refractors back in the fucking into a card oh, and make cool. and make his own piece so I mean, if you know, if you ever get to know him and, and and get to look at some of his actual art that he made, I mean, he was making like like five five feet by fucking five feet type of pieces. He really, now, yeah, that, like, that like, blows like, my mind. That I did bro, not know that. That's so cool. So his card was, but cards were becoming a separate form of art, and then he brought it back into the actual original medium. So Donnie, you were so when I first signed on Instagram. 
I guess he was already he was off and running because yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the Doncic uh, auction because I know that that was a big milestone. But at the time, the what I what I viewed you as was kind of like the ultimate promoter, uh, an incredible sports fan, um, just a, a smart marketer promoter uh, for yourself for other people. I noticed that you were. I mean, look, you you, you did a lot for me when I was initially. Uh, building up my page. So tell us a little bit about your background with, with like sports teams. Like you, you're passionate about a lot of sports teams, a lot about a lot of individuals. Look at those uh, jerseys, man. So Look tell us a little jerseys. bit about that kind of leading up to when that started breaking, maybe up to that point where that Doncic auction hit, what, what were you, uh, what were you kind of focusing on and how were you kind of presenting yourself at that point? I know you're a big San Francisco yeah. Giants fan. I know that. So, so yeah. There it is. Hey. Oh, there you go. For our Spotify listen- hey. listeners, we're seeing some pretty cool tattoos right now. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm 31 years old. I got these when I was 18. Uh, ironically, uh, before all three of the Giants World Series, which is kind of cool. Most people really? can't say, you know, mo- most of the ink came on after those fucking titles. You guys yeah. got you guys got winning culture over there, man. Between that and the GS Warriors, bro, I'm so yeah. jealous over here in Toronto. Oh shit, man! And I mean, hey, it's funny. I I, I know you gentlemen are you know uh, big into hockey. It, it's it's a trip, man. The San Jose Sharks are always the like they're always such a savage team. Yeah, and they're they're just known as like you know the 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 LA Dodgers of the NHL. They just fucking. They all, they're always in the mix. They're in the playoffs every fucking year. They're in first place every, uh, most years. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and, but they will for sure find a way to fuck it up. And like, that's almost, it's, it's like, that's harder to take as a sports fan. You know what, what I'm saying? Funny when the Leafs were really bad, my go-to Western conference team, cause I couldn't pick one in the East uh-huh. was the San Jose Sharks. Hell yeah. They were, they were incredibly mainly, popular. And it was mainly because of Joe Thornton, because I, I loved him, but I hated the Bruins. And so the minute he got traded to the San Jose Sharks, I was like, bro, I need a Thornton jersey. So I bought one almost that day. I got a Johnny Chichu sitting at home. It's not here right now. It's at my parents' place. Yo, that nice. is dope. That is, that is dope. And so my my only one of my only hockey pieces and uh, okay one more. It's funny, man. I um, I'm a man of many connections, and uh, I have a a buddy that works for the San Jose Sharks. Um, It's funny, man. Like you know, you you think works for the San Jose Sharks, and you're like, oh, cool. Is he is he a? Let me get this back on the stand. You're like, oh, is is he a uh, you know? Is he a bench coach? Is he is he something cool like that? But really, he's not. He uh, he runs like the 50-50 auctions and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, real real low level shit. But um, he also worked for the um, like the San Jose Giants, the Triple A team. Yeah. Or, yeah, I want to say Triple A. And um, might even be like single A, really. Either way, like he's in the he's in the mix. He's he he'd be like the ball boy, the bat boy, shit like that. And um, I met I met his name is Nick. Um, we'll shout him out. Yeah. At collectibles, K A L E collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> like Kale oh, the food, all right. F-O Sachi. Yeah. And so, uh, dude, ironically, I met him at a Giants game, man, maybe two years ago. 
and he had like a he had like a like a stack of cards in a fucking rubber band like some nice cards man and me and him were there for the same mission uh to to try and get a few autographs and whatnot and um you know real quick we 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 formed a connection man we we were two fucking lamos at a giants game by ourselves fucking grown men trying to get autographs uh he's he 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 was like 20 so he he still had an excuse i'm like i'm 20 28 uh it's like yo dude what are are you doing over there um but uh you know we had a great conversation exchanged uh contacts um long story short i i turned him into like a full-fledged collector Homie has his own page now, over a thousand followers. Uh, started his page after seeing mine, and it just he 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 turned into a full fledged collector rather than you know just try to get a few autographs here and there whenever you get the chance. Yeah. Like that motherfucker, like you know, made it his thing. And that being said, he I mean, since he worked for the the San Jose Giants and the San Jose Sharks, he didn't know it, but he had so much access. And so much fucking opportunity right in front of his fucking nose, man. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to swear or whatever. Yeah, go but, for it. Absolutely, no, we are. We are. It's, it's 100% real on this podcast. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Talk balls, shit. Um, <laughs> so that being said, uh, a, a few months later, he he ends up, uh, you know, walking walking in the clubhouse at the San Jose Giants game right after like the AAA All Star game. And he and he finds a, a Joey Joey Bart broken bat from the San Jose uh, Giants from the from the AAA All Star game. He nice. he just found it chilling there and got it. Like that dude's he was a first round pick. I think he might have been the first overall pick. That's crazy. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and had he not met me, that motherfucker would have walked right past it and said, "Hey, cool bat." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And now he's got like a priceless relic in his house. That's hectic. And and he gifts me, he gifts me shit like this, man. Oh yeah. What's, stick what's, is that, what's that? What do you got there? Yo, you could probably tell me more about uh, this than I could. No, but, I don't uh, know. who's whose is it? So this is this, this is a game used uh, game game uh, uh, mat, match used uh, hockey stick. Um, from I don't even I don't even I don't even know the player. Bro, it's number okay, man. It's all number good. eighty for the San Jose Sharks. Who is it? Eighty or eighty-eight? Eighty. Eighty. I, I don't want to say bone, but maybe not. It probably would be a red difference. Eighty-eight. We'll figure it yeah. out. Well, for our listeners, number eighty for uh, the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, That's big baby, and um, yeah, man, I I dude. Even nonetheless, it's a great stick. (laughs) Yeah, it's well, and it's cool, man. Like when he found it, it was uh, here's here's the here's the sig for the the watchers. Sig on it, everything, eh? So you you recognize the autograph, Brendan? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's definitely definitely not a top tier player, but whatever. um, Sick as hell. Yeah. So me 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 being a, a not you know not not too in tune with hockey. But I'm a I'm a gamer, bro. Like shit like this gets me hyped. Yeah. Like I get real hyped on shit like that. You know, you gave me a few like game use puck sign and shit like that. Um, I, dude, I get hyped on stuff like that, man. Um, Absolutely. So it's, uh, a, it's a connection. Wanna, it's connection with the game, right? So. Yeah, dude. Exactly. And so I, I want to take uh, a second to just kind of 
you know, just just rewind a whole lot of years. We'll, we'll take it back uh, about four and a half years ago. Um, I was just coming off um, uh, a, a pretty severe opiate addiction, um, you know, being homeless uh, and then coming out of rehab. And that being said, man, I had uh, at the time I had I had nothing. I had uh, all of my possessions were in a storage locker that after a few years, you was just lost in translation. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that being said, um, I, I, I stumbled into a uh, like an antique shop in Petaluma, California. And um, I mean, this must have been like two, two, three weeks, maybe a month after completing rehab, six month rehab. And, um, I came across a, a Ken Griffey Jr. signed baseball and that just fucking, it, it was like kindling, man. It, it just, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, and it stared me right in the eye. And like, even though I hadn't been, uh, collecting that type of stuff since a kid, I mean, I, I I knew what his signature looked like, bro. I could I could tell you with a hundred percent certainty that it was legit, even though it wasn't even certified or anything like that. And uh, bro, it, it's it, man, it glared at me. And it, you know, the homie said sixty bucks. I said, take my money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then you know, he started going on eBay and and this and this and that. And and I really I really got connected in uh, Facebook groups, and I did a lot of buying and selling in Facebook groups. And um, ironically, man, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Um, yeah, right. I, I wouldn't. You know, it's uh, it, it's more, it's more, it's more BS than it's worth. I, uh, I, I mean, I, I bought and sold over a thousand different, uh, you know, autographs, cards, this and that. And even after all of those deals, my clout just never went anywhere. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter when I posted, like, you know, everyone was still on that, on the fence, like, oh man, you know, I really don't want to get ripped off. And, and like, lo and behold, you, they don't even know that you're a fixture in that community. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and not to mention, there's just so much hate and yeah. so much trolling, so much. And, and so, so there are a lot of scammers. So everyone really is super defensive. But now, uh, when I started my Instagram page, I mean, dude, after you get like 500 to a thousand followers, like you have like a little bit of clout, man. Like not, not only like physically by that number. I mean, if you you got a thousand followers, you probably, you probably made a decent amount of deals and, you know, kind of getting your feet wet and, you know, like, like after, after, um, I mean, when, when you're kind of establishing your, your, your hobby page and all that, you know, probably, I don't know, like a month into it, after you've made a few deals, a lot of, well, a lot of people make those legit posts. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen them. Yeah. Uh, I'll kind of explain for, for some of the people that might not know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, basically it's like a referral post saying, uh, am I legit? You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm proud to say, man, like after I hit like 3000 followers, I've never made another one of those fucking posts. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway. that's one of the things I noticed early on, especially, you know, I was coming from the world of online sales, uh, eBay, that sort of thing for decades. Um, and it was very difficult to get started on Instagram. And you were actually one of the inspirations that with a little bit of patience and, and, and time, you could get to that point because I noticed you were... Uh, you were much better able to uh, market your stuff and get responses. And at that point, I mean, you'd already built up a, 
quite an impressive following. So um, that's, that's a, that's a huge added advantage. Just like you said, you don't recommend it to people because it is, it's kind of a tough way to make a living. But if you do, if you've put the work in and you're at this point, it, it's, it's something, it can be something great. And it sounds like it well, pulled you out. Uh, of- for the record, I don't recommend, uh, I don't recommend Facebook. I recommend Instagram uh, all fucking day. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I preach it to the end, man. Um, it's just, it's, it's just such a, a personable way of, of handling shit, man. And, yep. and, and you see it like you, you see everybody's personality come out in, in certain ways of how they're, you know, they respond to, yeah. te- to, to DMs or, yeah. you know, comments. And, and, and sometimes people just cross the line. And, you know, yep. uh, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of things to deal with when you have this type of following, man. Like my, my DMs are ugly, bro. Yeah, they Don, are. that's a, that's a great segue. You know, I, listen, I've become closer with you. I I consider you a friend, and we've talked a lot about it. With the admiration and the respect, can also come the haters. As I've said many times, if you don't have the haters, you're probably doing something wrong at the end of the day. But yeah, it's, you know, like without getting into the individual questions about, like, you know, where this might be headed. Uh, a lot of the garbage about people talking about destroying quote unquote cards. Tell us a little bit about some of that negative feedback. Yeah. Let's let's be real and and do it. Let's get into the the uglier side here. Yeah, uh, you're talking to the right dude about that. Because um, not only does that come at you <laughs> um, no. nine times out of ten, I I enjoy it. I, I get a kick out of it. Um, ju- ju- just like you said, man. If you're not getting like a certain uh, amount of hate, you're not doing anything. And so, yeah. Um, it, it's been fun to, to watch hundreds, if not thousands of people change their opinion on how they view card art. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, so many people start off with that, like, oh, my God, what about all the set collectors? Like, they're going to they won't be able to get that card, man. And it's like, yo, no one wanted that card before we did that to it. That's why we did it. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's evolved in such a fucking ridiculous way. Um, so uh, Card Killer and I have partnered up uh, with making a sports gallery on Instagram, like a sports card art gallery for sports card gallery. Is it is it sports card gallery? Is that what it's sports card uh, sports card art gallery? That's it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And. Um, I mean, to, to give you like an example of how selfless and how much me and him do for the community, we are putting a spotlight on all of our competition. Just flat out. Like, like now, that's I mean, something I noticed. I like noticed that that's out, a unique right? situation like, where you yeah. are to keep the industry going. And I mean, not even going. It's, it's, it, let's be honest. It's kind of in its, I think it's in its infancy. Yeah, the sky is the limit. There's a lot of exciting things that could be so ahead that I'll ask you about momentarily, but um, you got to keep it. You it, Responsibility kind of falls on you for that. And I see you very selflessly take that on um, because not, uh, I would imagine, I'm just guessing some people not, may not be as appreciative as others. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> appreciated um it's 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 a trip man it's a balance it's a it's a balance um i mean with yeah with that responsibility i mean me and card killer we select who we want to go on the gallery uh, that being said there are th- there are factors um no one's been posted on the gallery twice yet you know we're, we're still kind of growing it i mean hell we've been around for four four months and we have over four thousand followers so 
we're, we're, we're pushing, we're pushing the limit, man. Like we are, we are really hyping up this we're making it a focal point rather than like a niche bull, you know, BS thing to the side. We're making it something that like you have to talk about because you can't help, but uh, notice what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like um, a lot of it for me has been kind of survival mode with the pandemic. Like I, rather than trying to sell the rest of my PC off and, and not be able to get more cards incoming, I wanted to create my own stuff and, you know, to be able to, to be able to create a, a you know, a piece like this with, with you know, a, a Juan Gonzalez rookie autograph piece. Um, you know, granted it hasn't sold. It will, you know, uh, I'd say, I'd say between 70, 80 bucks. Sick. And now, have- just in this, just in this piece you're showing off, I'm, I'm in that look I, without, I, I, I'm an old man. I, I'm in that age range where you are now, evoking memories in me um yeah. i was a huge juan gonzalez fan it's like i know that design but you've just made it something different and your own it's it's it, it's mind blowing to me it's mind blowing i'm not the only one who feels this way yeah and and you know that right and that's just that's the amazing thing would you say was the Doncic auction a milestone in all of this would you say the card market was hot Doncic was hot that's kind of what led to this all the craziness we're in right now in general right and you guys yeah, the timing that, was perfect that, 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 that was that was definitely uh, around the kickoff of the big fucking card boom of the pandemic. Uh, dude, there were many factors, man. We did it over a uh, gay pride weekend and and, and 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 card killer threw a bunch of rainbows in it. Like it was That's it was insane. Spot. There was that element. It was it was it was it was I mean if not even to date, it was, it's probably the most impressive piece of card art i've ever seen in my life what, dude, what did that go for donnie uh dude it sold for eleven hundred dollars wow dude, are, are you guys familiar with where it is right now uh, uh yeah same dude has it same um i mean he he's a he uh i want to say his 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 handle is called the lucky show and he's a big time luca collector like that piece was meant for him amazing and uh and and that being said we donated 50 percent of the proceeds to um, you know, a, a proper charitable foundation. Awesome. And so people really felt a connection to it. And like, like people were buying into the hype from every angle. Uh, you know, not, not only was it astonishing, Luca, Luca was the hottest dude on the planet. Um, I mean, that card, that card before he took a knife to it was already a hundred dollar piece yeah. by itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and with that comes gamble, bro. Like, yeah, most people would fuck that up and, and turn it into something that you no one would want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, as it's evolved, like, I mean, dude, as I mean, as I started, like, my whole philosophy has changed. Like, it was, it was like to 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 nullify the uh, the amount of base cards. There's, there's thousands, hundreds, millions of base cards that there's no significance to them except for the fact that they're nostalgic as shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 dude, for a great example, 1990 upper deck, Dennis Eckersley, middle, middle of his career base card, probably, probably the most overproduced fucking set of all time. But I mean, that's something that I think people would want, right? On the background, bro. I mean, it looks like one. 
Damn, man. This guy. Look at that, bro. That's hectic. Woo! And this, this is a piece that I personally created with uh, Dennis Eckersley autograph. Amazing. Uh, nasty, bro. I got a question for you. So, yeah. With, and I don't know if, if I'm asking you like something that's touchy or with Pops 2020 or Project 2020, do you think that that helped get the market like going as well? Like, do you think that that helped or do you think that it, it like, it was too gimmicky. Like, let me know what you think about the, the release. Aside from the fact that it was overproduced and ma mass produced, right? Like, what do you think the grand... Are you aware of how much money Tops cleared from that project? No, I have no well idea. Well aware. <laughs> All right, well, but then you, you, know, know the you don't answer the question. What do you think that, what do you think that project cleared for them? Ah, uh, man, it's... Uh... Uh, you want a number right now? Yep. If you want to do quick math in your head, each one is about $15, right? Yeah. And it started off with about uh, print runs of 500 to 1,000. Then it boomed to. I think there were either 15 or like 19 bucks and then two for 30, two for 35. Yeah. And then by the time we got to the, what's the guy, the, what's the artist's name? Something Shore, the, the Griffey Jr. 200 million. Let's say 200 million. Keith Shore, I think. Keith Shore. How much? Which is more? now an iconic exercise in the excesses of the hobby. So you, you, what do you say, 200 million? Yeah, yeah, just throwing that number out there. Donnie, what do you know? Way, way less than that, man. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, okay. but nonetheless. You, you totally blew the hype on this I one, know. man. Right? I know. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm well aware. I'm never going to hide who I am. I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's give me a number. I, I'd much rather just hear the facts. <laughs> yeah, I put you, I put you in a in a, a lose-lose spot. I was like, all right, so I'm about to look like an idiot right here. So we're going to go ahead well, and look like an idiot. You were off by 90%, man. It, 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 uh, it, they cleared 20 million bucks. That's a That's lot a of fucking deal. money. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's a, a lot big of deal. deal. Massive deal. It's a big deal. Um, I mean, dude, that being said, um, a touchy subject is kind of I, – I wouldn't I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. But um, – it's, it's, it's really, uh, man, it's almost like more, it's, 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 I feel like it's coincidental um, that they started such a project like a few months after we started auctioning off yeah. shit like this. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that we birthed project 2020, but yeah. I am saying that there's a slight possibility that the, the climate would be, no, there's a strong possibility that the climate would be a lot different had, me and card killer not gotten involved with this um, hobby, this subculture. Um, and, 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 and to backtrack to a previous question. Um, so man, it, 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 it's really like hard to even imagine this time of uh, a year and a half ago when, when, when card killer was making pieces like this. Yeah. And guess what? He dude, no one was buying them. No one. Really? No one was buying them. He had pieces. Uh, he had pieces like this up, if not better, for like 65, 70 bucks, and they weren't selling. So, so could it be a potential positive that Tops Project Twenty Twenty put people in the mindset that it's worth looking at and worth buying? Hundred percent. Yeah, and there that's kind of where I was going with it. It's like, do you think it, it, it helped? Yeah, it, it familiarized the the industry. It, it familiar it familiarized more people with the concept of art and cards combined yeah. so um 
I would say, I mean, I don't, there's a large percentage of the artists that I know of that started after coming across my page. Yeah. But then again, there's a few, there's a few artists that started randomly just after like seeing Tops Project 2020. Yeah. Right. Um, but so so that being, that being said, uh, when he was making pieces like this and 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 not being able to push them, like dude, the wheels in my brain were spinning. I'm like dude, these are way too impressive to, to, for one, to be at that price point and for two to not be selling. Yeah. So at the time I had, and currently do have about twice as many followers as him, which is not a slight on him. I mean, I don't know any other artists that have that type of following. Like he's killing it, man. He's almost at 11,000 followers. But even now I have, I have 20, uh, almost 25,000 followers I am. I just have more of a reach, yeah. and so that being said, I'm like, listen, man, why don't we take? Um, uh, in fact, the the first the first concept that we had was to do a collaboration of my cards, send them send them over to him, have him do his thing, have him send them back to me, and auction them off. And so our first round was about fifty fifty of that concept, and then a few other pieces that he had already made. And I want to say our first auction alone probably went for like 150 and then it just kept going up. And until we, I mean, until we hit that Luca, uh, sold for $1,100. And then after that, you know, definitely haven't, haven't, uh, you know, reached that, that point again. Yeah. But like that, that was, that was magic, you know, like that was just all like a bunch of, you know, different angles to make it one special thing. Yeah. As an outside observer at that point, it really, it was you, Donnie, that really legitimized it to the point where I would not bat an eyelash at the prices that you were achieving because it made sense to me based on what I was seeing. Look, Tops Project 2020 is we are going to, we're going to let the printing presses roll. And essentially, and by the way, they're, they're, if, if, I don't know, Brendan, if you own any of the 2020 cards, I picked and choose some, I'm particularly a fan of Jacob Rochester's art. Uh, I like some of the more simple styles. I think Sophia Chang, is that it? Um, but I, I bought about four or five, not a ton of them. And it's not, they're not even printed on an especially good card stock. Um, if you look at tops now, it's a lot more impressive. There's kind of a holographic thing. It's a, it's an extra thick stock, but the 2020 is not very impressive looking beyond the, uh, the fact that it's in a one touch and it's got the sticker. Yeah. They just print off these cards. It's hard to have a connection with the artist beyond the fact that you are looking at their finished product. But in the case of card killer, in the case of yourself, in the case of these artists putting, uh, you know, putting pen or, or, uh, or paintbrush to card, you are getting a closer connection. It's a one of a one. It's a one of a kind. I, I'm lucky enough now to own one of yours. The fact that there will never be more than one person that owns this at one time. Yeah. Exactly. And your work and effort is in that card right there that you're literally holding in your hands. It wasn't coldly, you know, rattled off a, a, a printing machine. Yeah. I'm lucky like, enough like to finally and you know what I mean? Like it wasn't right? scanned and then printed, right? Like it I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to own a Donnie B original, the, the Michael Jordan card that I received from you recently. It's on display on my page, Sports Card Cartel. And uh, it's it's beautiful, man. Like I'm blown away. It has to, it's constantly moving its location in my place so that it's catching, uh, you know, it's catching the light and it's shiny. 
And, and, you know, not that I have people over these days and locked down Toronto, but when I do, people are going to gravitate that and look at that the same way they might look at a, a, a bigger piece, like a nice Doncic or a nice Connor McDavid. They're going to be attracted to it. They're going to ask questions about it. They're going to be fascinated by it because it is fascinating. It reflects a lot of hard work. Yeah. And at, at this point, I want to, I want to kind of segue into the fact that you've, you've created this baby. You are nurturing the baby. The baby is suckling on your teeth, Donnie. It's very disturbing. And uh, now that these babies are suckling on your teats, who are some of your favorite babies? What are some of the trends that you're seeing? I'm kind of putting this all into the cartel's uh, run-on sentence here. But where do you see this going? Because I have some thoughts, personally. Is there going to be a connection to the fact that some of these artists are going to want to maybe do work for a large company like Tops and Panini? Who do you see as the stars? Who do you see as people that stand out that you enjoy without, again, pumping people's tires too much uh that's where i want to go with this is uh now that you've created this phenomenon what's the state of it who's standing out and where's it going man uh that's a, that's a very solid question um so that uh i mean as soon as people saw i mean dude it's funny you mentioned the price point um i would say seven people out of ten see any of our price points and say what the what the hell you know and then it kind of grows on them and, and to where they're like oh okay i mean if, I'm paying, if I'm paying this much for a one of one you know that's that's made by a machine like like basically you just as long as you can make something that impresses the shit out of one person yeah you're yeah. good to go yeah you know what i'm saying um and uh that being said there are a lot of people that are trying to steal our thunder, man. Um, I mean, pe dude, people see us making money on, on something that didn't exist before. Of course. People are going to gravitate. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's cool when, when people pay respects uh, in, in, the right, in the right form. Um, but, you know, that's not always the case. You know, a lot. I mean, so people might see uh you know that people might see me charging 80 80 bucks for this you know something like that um <laughs> then you'll see people take their first stab at card art and just throw up some pish posh and right. throw that price tag on it and, and 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 not really realize that they're a jackass yeah you know what i'm yes. saying yeah <laughs> Um, like, dude, first of all, if you can, if you can justify something that you just, you know, I mean, like, dude, I, there's so much that led to this yeah. piece. Yeah. Not only on my skill set level, I created a fucking marketplace to exist that something like this could sell for 80 bucks. Because before that, I mean, like I said, these weren't selling for 65. If I if I put this at auction on my page right now, it'd break five hundred. Yeah, that thing is stunning, man. Yeah, and and and, and think about this. This is his first piece, man. Yeah. He was <laughs> running, dude. He was running miles around anybody else currently on his first piece. And so um, that being said, let me uh, actually answer your question. <laughs> you said uh, you said some of my favorites, and. Uh, I'll go, I'll go over, let's see, I'll go over some of my, uh, my MySpace top eight. Right on. Top Excellent. seven. Look at the uh, shot. Okay. Oh. So, um, 
this is uh, this is a dude that's under the radar, man. He might have a few hundred followers. Goes by the name of Adam Bomb. Okay, so I'm not familiar with this guy, so I'm getting learned right now. Bro, that is pretty sick, man. Uh, one thing that he does that sets him apart is he likes to put coins in his cards. If you see it a quarter and I think there's a dime or something in it. Amazing. Amazing. And again, you know, stuff that stuff that some of these card companies might have looked into or have done, but not on a level like this where everything is just so aesthetically appealing. And it's not so, just you have to find the coin. It's not about the coin. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, that being said, man, you got someone with this much talent. And not only do you not know about him, nine, nine out of 10 people don't know about him. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what led us to start the gallery to kind of put some shine on people like this. Fantastic. We're going to make sure that we put as much shine as we can on you guys. Don't you worry, especially with this podcast, especially with this YouTube video. Dude, we are going to do everything we can because let me tell you, that stuff is fucking gorgeous. But I want you to keep sharing some more because they look pretty damn nice. So uh, this dude goes by the name of Modern Modern Baseball Art. Also, his, his real name is Bill Cormalis Jr. And this is a very early uh, gift that I got in the process. Um, this was gifted to me before I even made any of my own pieces. So it's a Daryl Strawberry piece. There's so much going on in there that's evocative of New York. Yeah, Daryl Strawberry, the straw man. It's got the 89 Donner's background. I mean, my goodness, it's just a plethora of nostalgia and, and design. So um, that being said, uh, like I said, this, this was sent to me maybe two months before I got into making my own pieces. And then uh, my buddy Third Third in Art, also named Dan. I know that he, guy, um, dude. So ironically, uh, me and him crafted this piece together. He, I mean, he was the one making it, but he, like, every step of the way, he'd ask me what image, how do you want it, you know, this, this, and that. And then, and then when he finally sent it to me, dude, I was just studying these two pieces, man. I'm like. I, I, I was blown away, but at the same time, these looking at these pieces, they looked more like something that I could do. Yeah. Amazing. As, as opposed to card killer, like when you see that, you're like, yo, I'm, I'm not, I can't do that. Like, fuck no, man. And that's why he is able to command his, the prices that he does at this, at this point. Um, of course, there was a lot of work getting him uh, built up uh, to that, to that point. But I mean, man, his, his, what, what his percentage what percentage of the work at this point would you say is commission-based? Because that's one of the best parts of this. You're getting cardboard made to order, right? I, I, Instagram, is, I'm sure you're familiar with Puckheads. He's not a card artist, but he's a sports artist. And I was able to have something made to order, a Jordan Bennington piece. Phenomenal. I, I was able to trade hockey cards for a piece of art. So I know that a lot of people are commissioning you now and a lot of other artists. What percentage yeah. would you say now is commissioning at this point? Um, I mean, personally speaking, I don't know. Um, I'd probably say like 20, 20%, maybe something like that. Okay. Um, for, I I'd say like closer to the beginning of it, it was probably more like 50, 50, but now there are just so many different people to choose from that, uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as someone follows me and then they, they, they come across that gallery, they, they instantly got, you know, 20 people to choose from which is dope, but it definitely 
takes a toll on how many people personally purchase my stuff, yeah, yeah. which is cool. Um, I, I do want to show you a, a piece by Puckheads. Um, he's, he's a buddy of mine. That's my, I'm talking about Michael Scott Rash. I think I may Michael have even is the man. Guys. Great guy. Um, so yeah, me and him became buddies, man. And, and we put together a few little side projects and whatnot. And um, I, I know someone that is a personal friends with one of the cast members from uh, that show Pawn Stars, if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Pawn Stars. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, there's, I mean, if you can imagine, like there's, there's only one character on that show that I would even want to have them sign anything for me. And uh, that being said. Chum! Look yeah. at that. Oh, Whoa. come on, man. Have you, have you shown that off at all on uh, Instagram? I have, dude. This is old. This is old news, man. I, I didn't, I, I posted wow. one when he first made it. Um, this is the original. And I it's have Chumley a, from Pawn um, Stars decked out in San Francisco Giants in a, in a Giants kit. So yeah, looking he, like, he, looking he, like Chum. Chum Lee himself is a Giants fan. So that's why, I mean, it was more, it was more special to me. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, it's almost ironic that it's in like like Dodger colors. Yeah, I know in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I know for a fact he, he really likes to use blue as like an accent color. Um and, and actually um I have a I have a real solid printer uh, up here in San Francisco. Oh, hell so, yeah. Sick. I mean bro, bro Amazing. I, I'm telling you, man, like I I I uh, I got a few things printed for, for him himself. I was gonna I was, say is Chumley so Chumley's aware of this, eh? I'm not sure, man. I, oh, okay. I, I have not, I've not sent them out uh, to, to my homie yet. I mean, the pandemic kind of slowed things down a little bit on for that. Sure. For yeah. sure. Knowing him, knowing a bit about him, I think he'd be into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, what, I mean, what I did is I printed out like maybe 30 of them. And what I was going to suggest, what I was going to say is, um, you know, uh, hopefully have him sign like maybe 10 and he can keep the rest. Yeah. Cause like, I, yeah, just like you said, I guarantee he would get a kick out of that. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he's a big Nike head. He, I mean, and, and hand in hand, I feel like a lot of uh, shoe collectors kind of get into collecting cards as well. Yeah. Right on, right on. So where, Donnie, where's it all headed, man? Where's it all headed? I, I, like, like I mentioned to you is, is this going to uh, kind of lead to the concept that, is this going to make card companies kind of take attention and take a look at what they're doing with designs? Is that maybe um, a logical it, next step? In, inevitably, you're going to – I mean, I'd be shocked if you didn't see more of this kind of stuff start appearing with tops and whatnot. Yep. Um, I'm surprised they didn't push the limits harder, man. If I were – if I were, I mean, man, they would really benefit from having a mind like mine over there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, dude, are you kidding me during this pandemic and you're not you're not putting out like kits for these fucking kids to buy to, to, to you know, parents and kids to make this kind of stuff together, bro? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that's huge, man. I that's mean, where it's just, headed. You you're just that? tossing that out. You're just whoa. tossing that out there. But my goodness, that that that. at least yes. we have it on. At least we have it on tape here. That's it was your idea. Yeah, it's coming, bro. It's coming. It, it, it breaks my heart that I don't have an end with them that I can uh, pitch certain ideas like that. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, bro, that's the tip of the iceberg, man. Like, I mean, we created a whole marketplace. Like, we could do some damage, you know? Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. So, so that and being said, I definitely can't tell you where exactly it's headed. I can tell you that the market is going to keep getting more and more 
populated with everything, man, talent, and then people just putting up BS and, but, yep. uh, uh, you know, some, it's, it's funny, man, a, a lot, a lot of the, the, the super talented artists have such a, a limited following that a lot of people don't know about them. And, uh, you know, it's, it, the, the, I will say this, man, the more, I mean, obviously the more effort that you put into this, the more you get out of it. Um, I mean, if, if, if we can get 4,000 uh, followers on the gallery in four or five months, wow, me and him both have our own fucking pages. Like anybody else can do the same thing, man. You know, Bro, you should be proactive. Brother, I got to get you to do me and Austin Matthews, man. I'm, I'm 100% set. Like, I'm, That's a Toronto Maple Leaf, Donnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Consider it done. Yeah, we're going to talk. We'll talk after this for real. But uh, no. I mean, you know, given given that we're already at the point where we're equating cards with fine art, I'm not the first one to say it. It is a modern generation version of collecting fine art. Um, I think it was the P. Ryan collection. I'm going to be talking about that guy a lot in our future podcasts, pointing out there's there's a lot of corruption in it, it may not have been him, but nonetheless, it would be something he'd say. But there's a lot of corruption and fraud in the fine art world. People have glommed onto cards. The Mickey Mantle 1952 Topps card is a piece of art. It's not yeah. surprising to me that it's gone yeah. this way. I think some of the most astute and open-minded collectors are the people purchasing from you guys because they know that there's something to this. Yeah. It has not yet crystallized in its final form, but there's something to this. And I got to say, it's amazing watching it as an outside observer. Donnie's leading the way card killer as well. And just watching it is, is amazing. People should be following these accounts because amazing stuff is happening. Got to tell you. So I would like to throw something out there. Um, yeah. Man, I, I, I've been personally making my own pieces uh, for, um, I don't know, man, maybe maybe really not that long, man. I, I'm sure people would assume I've been doing this for a very long time. Um, man, I have my very first piece that I ever made in my hand right here. And right. It, it's honestly, it's a sellable piece, man. Like, it's not bad. And it's funny. You could tell, you could tell pretty quick, like, whether someone is got it or they don't. Um, I'll show you that the rock rains baby damn man yeah, I, it's beautiful i think i i think i saw it i think i've seen that donnie i think uh, you, you, made, you lived it man you were following me like when this first when i first like posted it and then it, i just got bit by the bug man i'm like yo if i can make a sellable piece out of my first work i'm like yo the sky's the limit on it when you i know? see and pieces I'm, like that the first thing that pops into my head that makes it so memorable and important is i think 2020 I think of all the all the all the happenings are are encapsulated in those pieces. It's funny, man. Like probably after like my my tenth my tenth piece in, maybe 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 a little bit after, I started um, I started tagging all of them with. Uh, it's you're not gonna be able to see it, but or maybe yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I write a hashtag pandemic era on it. Yeah, you got it on. Uh, you got it on my Jordan one of one, which I love. I love that because that's a that's a huge part of this. Yeah. I'm I'm actually also waiting for. I touched on this with you before, and uh, you know I'm always my brain's always kind of thinking three steps ahead. But I'm 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 waiting to see how an aftermarket is going to treat some of these items. That's why I asked about the Doncic. I'm wondering we, if eventually these are, things are going to be. We are, we are we are all waiting for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. When when it starts. Yeah. changing hands and sales, et cetera, that will be very interesting. And I wonder if particular artists will be valued and, and it will be interesting to see how the market 
responds. That being said, Brendan, I think we're running out of tape, so to speak. Yeah, We've man. had an excellent time here. Can I get a few minutes to, to drop one more bomb on you? Go of course, it. man. Absolutely. All right. Good. Cause then I'm going to drop two more bombs on you. Um, <laughs> so I want to say what three, maybe three, three, two or three days ago, you and I talked and, um, Yo, I, I mean, I, I've been doing it for a few months now, and I have yet to make a, a hockey piece until a couple of days ago. And, uh, yo, I don't know question. how we're going to do it yet, but uh, one of your guys' listeners, I'd like to give this away to. Oh, my God. What? It is a gorgeous Ray Bork. It's, it's a Ray Mofo Bork. Damn, bro. Ray Borton, Stanley Cup champion, the oh, man. Nice, man. Let's all cry when he finally won the with the Avalanche. My goodness. Well, that's amazing, Donnie. We are going to figure out a way Woo! to give that card away. That's a party right there, Donnie. Fantastic. Yes, and then, um, so that's going to be great. You know, give a, give, give a, a historic peace of mind to one of your guys' listeners. The very amazing. first hockey piece, pandemic yeah, era. Absolutely. Fantastic. And then, uh, and then the last thing, man. Um, so throughout this whole pandemic, man, uh, a lot of networking has been done. Um, I mean, I went from 9,000 followers in March to almost 25,000 followers. And, uh, I mean, I got, I got probably over 200 professional athletes that follow me. Uh, shout out Jose Canseco, uh, follows me. Um, And that being said, man, um, I actually got a DM from a, a, a pitcher on the Twins. Uh, he goes by the name of Devin Smeltzer. I think you might yeah. be familiar with him now. Absolutely. And um, ironically, I wasn't familiar with him before he DM'd me. And then I told my buddy about him. He's like, dude, um, he has he has a crazy story. Watch this video. Dude, he, he overcame uh, cancer at the age of like like nine or ten or something. And a real, real cool video where he had like a Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, met, you know, Chase Utley with the Phillies and all that. And then years later, ended up on the same team as him. And uh, that being said, man, I ended up becoming friends with this dude, um, helping him with a little little side thing that he was doing. And um, that being said, we, uh, me and him have decided to come together and do a big uh in fact this is the first time i'm announcing it publicly um yeah debut baby um i i got about 20 25 uh card artists who i consider to be uh, i mean there's there's no scrubs there's no scrubs on my list and um they're all gonna make their own uh version of uh his 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 debut rookie card and uh for, for for the first time ever this is my this is my submission. Absolutely amazing. As dope as hell, man. On that classic 2019 tops design that we Sick. all know and love. So basically, gonna gonna have you know 20 25 people uh, make their own version. Gonna have gonna send them off to him, have him sign them all, and then we're gonna auction them off for his charity uh, called Catch Cancer Looking to help benefit kids with cancer, man. Bro, Absolutely honestly, brilliant, man. That's and. Your story is something special, bro. Honestly, the fact that you're constantly giving back, everything stop. you've come through, bro. Like, I, I just want to say, I don't know if you saw mid-podcast, it took off my hat and I gave you the salute, bro. But honest to God, man, 
you deserve a salute. You deserve a straight up salute because go through what you've been through and to st still give back, man, that's, that's, that's appreciation, you know, straight up. So yeah. um, thank you for so, being you, man, straight up. Thank you, man. Um, real simple, man. I set, I set goals. I set goals. Um, one of my very simple, it's a goal that I've started from day one and I've kept it. Um, I try to get 50 followers a day and that's how my shit rises, man. Like a lot of people think that that was overnight. There was nothing overnight about that. It just, it, it steadily crept up every day. I take zero days off. Um, and that being said, man, like I go out of my way to do something for at least three people every single day. Yeah. So that, that inspires the hell out of me, man. And I was one of those three people way back in the day, man. I, I won't forget that night that we chatted uh, you gave me a little bit of advice. You, you, uh, you uh, re not retweeted, but reposted something of mine. I was literally telling you about how many followers that netted me. And I'm forever in debt and, and full of gratitude towards you, man. You're doing so much for so many people, man. And thank Tell you for spending so much time with us as well, man. We really so much, appreciate it. We I know you're now. moving. I know you're moving. So we'll let you get back to that brother. But uh, yeah. We are going to make sure we bring this to as many people as we can and uh, we'll just spread the love like you've been doing, man. You know, do unto others as you want done to you and you got, you're 100% that person who does that. So appreciate it. Well, sounds good, man. Hey, uh, gentlemen, let me know when this podcast is up and I'll go ahead and promote that and we will find a lucky, uh, a lucky viewer to snag this bad boy, huh? Love it. Love it. Amazing. Fantastic, man. We drop on Monday. We will be in touch with you, Donnie. Thank you so much, man. Best of luck with everything, man. Take care. Hell yeah. You guys take it easy, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Take care, bro. Peace. There we go. Guys, that was something special from Donnie. Man, he is an unbelievable guy. Please, please, please go follow him on Instagram at Donnie B Collectibles. There's, there's something really special and unique. It's really off the beaten path of, you know, people want to talk about the market. I, I got to tell you, that's probably why we took a week off last week was because Brendan and I were just so overwhelmed by the market. We had to lie down like in a coma. Um, but people want to talk about the market. People want to talk about... Uh, bad activities, bad actors in the hobby. You know what? That was a breath of fresh air because it's something so different. It's something positive from the hobby. You may have noticed the word charity used multiple times, giveaways, ah, soak unreal, in man. goodness, soak in the positivity. And don't worry, by next week, we'll be back to uh, talking about uh, fraud and, and how everything is priced out at this point in the market. But you know, that that's great stuff. That is great stuff. All right, team, stay tuned to find out how we're giving away that Ray Bork. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Keep spreading the love, team. I hope everyone uh, in, I hope everyone tried that little fitness challenge. We'll be back with a lot more fitness material next week, whether you like it or not. We want to get some progress going. We're going to follow up on that. We're following up on those New Year's resolutions, people. Drink. Drink the fucking water. Drink your, drink your water. Everyone, drink your water. Take care.